All righty, welcome to the morning sports desk on the 10th of June. I am Corey Tackman, and for the first time ever, we get to take the morning sports desk live on location to North Mankato and the state softball tournament because C.J. Baumgartner is there. Good morning, C.J. Morning, Corey. Uh, how's it going? Uh, oh, it's just, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Woke up to a little, you know, a few sprinkles falling to the ground this morning to cool things off. State softball yesterday. First of all, your first trip to the state softball tournament. How neat of an experience is that? I mean, I kind of imagined what it would be like, but then getting down there, I mean, it, it's it's a very cool experience. It's just everything going on all at once and a lot of cool softball. I mean, I don't know. I was blown away. It was cool. It's um, it's kind of chaotic, isn't it? Very. It's like you said. It's an organized chaos. There's a whole lot going on, but uh, like once you're in the heat of it and it's just a bunch of softball coming at you, it can be a little overwhelming. But I mean, once you're just in it, it's it's a lot of fun. We were lucky enough, of course, to have a few area schools involved in the uh, state softball tournament this year. Brainerd is playing Forest Lake in the Class 4A title game this afternoon at 1, so good luck to the Warriors. We had two kind of regional teams, I guess, in the Class A tournament. The Uppsala Cardinals uh, lost their first two games yesterday, and of course we were there to cover the Monaga Braves. CJ, they lost a couple of games and, and ran to, ran into a few buzz saws along the way. Let's start with their first game uh, and uh, and that loss to the top seeded Nicollet Raiders. Yeah, I mean Nicollet's the number one seeded team. I had a chance to talk with their head coach a little bit before the game, and I, I kind of told her I was like, "So what do you guys do really well?" And without hesitation, she said, "We hit the ball really well." I think she said they had a week where they outscored a team in six games. Or like they outscored their teams in a week, sixty to six. So I mean, they're just a, I mean, they're just a really good team, and they played down in Section Two A. Uh, it's their first. It was their first trip to the state tournament in forty years, Nicolette. And yeah, they had a really good pitcher on the mound, and she shut down the Braves lineup. And uh, for I mean, for Monaga, I mean, they had a, a decent showing. They they couldn't quite get the bats going in Game One. It got a little better in Game Two, but. Uh, you know, I think really just for Monaga, it was defensively just a few mistakes here and there. And the problem is when you're in the state tournament, those teams, they take advantage of anything. And that's kind of, it kind of unraveled for Monaga before they could even really get uh, get a chance to get going. So then they, uh, that loss drops them down into the consolation bracket. And was it Red Lake Falls who they eventually yeah. ended up having to play? Yeah, actually, Red Lake Falls and uh, Edgerton Southwest Minnesota Christian, they played in the first game. That was going on the field just to my right, and that game was 1-1 going into extra innings, and uh, Edgerton Southwest Minnesota Christian ended up winning 3-1 in eight innings. So that was a close game. So I knew it was going to be that Red Lake Falls was, uh, you know, they were definitely going to play with a chip on their shoulder in this game, and they, they came out and they swung the bats hard, and uh, I believe their pitcher, Casavan, ended up hitting two home runs in the game. Useful. Uh, against, yeah, uh, against Monaga, and uh, it, it was kind of more of the same story for Monaga in the in the field. Uh, you know, you just want, you can't handle a ball, you know, one ball, whether it just takes a weird hop or whatever, and 
you know, that's just softball. But when, uh, you know, when sometimes you can't make that play, those other teams down in the state tournament, they just know how to take advantage. And that's kind of what happened again. Now, Monaga was able to, they only scored one run uh, in their second game, but they swung the bats a lot better. They were able to string some hits. They got a few chances with runners in scoring position. They couldn't quite bring them home all the time, but, I mean, at, at the very least, they swung the bats a little bit better and they were making a lot harder contact than the first game. You know, it's funny, CJ, we've both been around uh, the game of baseball long enough to know that every coach we've ever had has talked about how eliminating mistakes is so important. And and there are times, especially when you're a good team, like Monaga showed all season long, uh, especially at the end of the year, um, you get used to taking advantage of other teams' mistakes, and you're good enough to be able to overcome your own because you're you're a good team, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it really does come to light at these at these state tournament games. It doesn't matter the sport. It's like if you were a team who just like in football who threw two interceptions a game all season long, but you were dominant everywhere else throughout the regular season, it wouldn't matter. It eventually is going to come back to bite you. Uh, you know, in volleyball, if you can't hit your serves in, eventually it's going to bite you. In softball, it's the, it's, it's the same thing. If you can't catch it, eventually um, you're going to meet a pitcher who's, who's just too darn tough. So uh, congratulations to Monaga on an outstanding season. Upsala as well. Good luck to Brainerd in that 4A uh, state championship today against Forest Lake. Brainerd, the two seed, CJ, undefeated coming into the state tournament. I think they were 24 and 0 and, mm-hmm. uh, and did not get the top seed in the tournament. And I'm sure a little fired up about that. Um, they've been killing people. I don't have the scores in front of me for their state tournament games. Maybe you do. But uh, the section championship game, they won 24 to 0. <laughs> So I mean, is that good? They're just they're dominant. I guess their starting pitcher is is just lights out good. Uh, let's transition to some playoff baseball. Yesterday, we had lots of um, elimination and section championship baseball around the area. Um, first up, your alma mater, Bertha Hewitt Verndale Raiders, are going to the state baseball tournament. Your section five A champs. They lost to Hinkley Finlayson nine to four but then won the if-necessary game 4-1. to one. The Raiders, 5A champs, going to the state tournament next week. Pretty darn cool, huh? Very, very cool. Um, I can't speak for Verndale, but the last time Bertha Hewitt went to the state tournament in baseball was when they were still just Bertha Hewitt. I believe it was in 2007, maybe 2008. I, I think 2007, maybe even 2006. So it's been... Uh, you know, a sneaky long time since they've been able to take a team down there. It's definitely the first time since Bertha, they've made a state tournament since Bertha Hewitt-Verndale merged in baseball. That happened uh, 11 years ago back in 2011. So it's a really cool moment for these two schools to get to go down. Uh, and, you know, during the regular season, uh, you know, I, I was able to talk to a, a couple players on that Bertha Hewitt-Verndale team, and they kind of said, you know, the Park Region Conference is tough. We know we have a tough schedule in that, but they said – you know, we feel like Section 5A is very much ours to win, and they won a bunch of games in the tournament and, and got themselves in that spot. Now, my, my brother Christian was down at that game, so he kind of gave me a little bit of the recap, and, 
and uh, they threw uh, Sean Schmitz in that first game sure. and uh, trying to see if they could avoid using uh, Washala, their ace. And uh, they just weren't able to. And like we talked about with the Monaga, Berthicu with Verndale just had a little bit of problem in the field in that first game. And uh, Hinkley Finlayson was able to take advantage, get to that if-necessary game, and that's when Berthicu with Verndale pulled out Washala and uh, and put the Jaguar bats in check. And, yeah, Berthicu with Verndale going on the state tournament. Super cool. So they will play Tuesday at a time to be determined versus an opponent to be determined, but it'll be at Joe Faber Field in St. Cloud. They run uh, that tournament um, uh, in St. Cloud. Uh, They moved the consolation bracket to Bob Cross Field in Sauk Rapids. So uh, uh, just a little breakdown to how that tournament goes. They would play... Uh, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday is how that tournament sets up if you happen to make the championship game. Uh, otherwise, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, get in, get out sort of situation. Congratulations to the Raiders. Next, we move to the Section 6A bracket and take a look uh, at what is happening there. Now, yesterday, in elimination play, New York Mills beat Belgrade Bruton El Rosa 10-4. That moved them into the 6A championship against Kirkhoven Murdoch Sunberg. Remember, KMS earlier defeated New York Mills 2-0. Well, the Eagles got the revenge in Game 1, winning 13-2. It sets up... The uh, winner-take-all section championship game today at 4.30 at Minnewaska area, KMS and New York Mills. It's a game we're going to broadcast on the Superstation K106. Uh, very quickly, CJ, you saw those two teams play in that 2 nothing game. It was a pitcher's duel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Jonah Johnson and I believe Alex Call was the pitcher's name. I could be wrong on that, but yeah, it's... Uh... It was a pitcher's duel. I mean, Jonah Johnson and everything working for him only gave up two runs, pitched six innings, and uh, unfortunately for him, uh, just the pitcher for KMS was lights out. And uh, New York Mills had a tough time. I mean, he was a good pitcher. He threw hard. His stuff had a lot of movement. And, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things. If you've never seen a pitcher for the first time and he can do a couple of those things, it takes an at-bat or two to kind of get into that and get into that flow and try and figure him out. And, uh they just weren't able to do it because uh, he was lights out. They only had one or two at bats against him, and all of a sudden it was two nothing. But uh, you know, I'm not sure if uh, uh, who New York Mills threw yesterday in that second game. Obviously, they had to play two in that day, yeah. so they had to use a couple different pitchers. So I don't know who's on the hill for the Eagles tonight, but I would most likely assume that KMS has been saving their ace for this game. So. They're going to get another crack at him, uh, likely, uh, and it'll it should be another good game. And uh, gr- uh, once again, another great uh, section tournament for our local teams. All right, let's keep it in the park region and go to Section Six Double A, where uh, yesterday Wadena Deer Creek needed to get two wins over Albany to advance back to the state tournament. By the way, New York Mills, if they win, uh, they're defending Section Six A champs, so they're trying to go back for the second year in a row. Wadena Deer Creek does beat Albany twice, eight to two and two to zero. The Wolverines go back to the state tournament for the second year in a row. Last year they were eight Double A champions this year six double a champs i remember they lost to albany in the semifinal seven to three but then came back in a big way yesterday cj uh maybe the most impressive thing from yesterday's games 
Uh, Peyton Rondesvet started game number one for Wadena Deer Creek and was pulled in the sixth inning after just 77 pitches and his team up 8-1. to one. That ended up being crucial, of course, because the Wolverines uh, coming through the elimination portion of play were already down one starter in Josh Dykoff. So the fact that Rondesvet was able to throw just 77 pitches meant that he started game number two as well, and he shut down Albany for three and a third innings before reaching that pitch count limit. It ended up being probably the most clutch performance the Wolverines got out of that day because it was able to save arms. It kept their full arsenal, or you know, at least what was left available. Then Isaac Common came in in the fourth inning, and uh, and he went the rest of the way and and shut it down. The pitching performance for Wadena Deer Creek yesterday was the thing that that really stood out to me. It was it was very impressive. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all season long about how brutal that Section Six Double A is. I mean, when you look at the teams there, you know, Foley and St. Cloud Cathedral and Piers and Albany and all these teams that uh, Wadena Deer Creek would have to go through. And Wadena is, you know, they're a good team themselves, but man, it, it, it's the considered the t- one of the toughest, one of the deepest sections in Class Two A and. For Wadena to come through and win it, especially having to go through the loser or the elimination bracket, kind of in that last couple games, I mean, it's really just a testament to, like you talked about, you know, Rondesvet's pitching and just the pitching depth they had. I mean, Rondesvet and Dykoff are are their two aces, but you talk about Isaac Hom and you talk about some of their other pitchers that they uh, that they have, and uh, you know, they're able to make up for it. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of their even non-ace pitchers would get a lot of innings for other teams and for Wadena Deer Creek to be able to have that deep pitching that they can deep put their pockets into. I mean, that, that's the reason why they're going to the state tournament, especially going through the elimination bracket. You need that pitching to step up for you in a big way. And now they're, they're in. So two very clutch games for Wadena Deer Creek. Like you said, getting those runs early in that first game, Ronda's about pitching well, where they can end up pulling him and being able to use him for that second game to at least shut Albany down again and allow your offense to just get into the flow of the game and do stuff. I mean, just a very great performance for uh, Wadena Deer Creek, who are now going back to the state tournament for a second time in a row. The double-A state tournament is at Dick Putts Field in St. Cloud, so they get to stay in the field they've played at this entire time through the section tournament. They'll play Tuesday at a time to be determined versus an opponent to be determined. Uh, but uh, that's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday situation if you make it all the way to the championship game. Otherwise, they get it done Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the other field involved is the orthopedic sports field in Sartell, whatever that means. Uh, so good luck to the uh, Wolverines as they punch their ticket. One other team in the area, CJ, and uh, we'll make this one very quick because i got to run here in, in a jiffy. Uh, in the 8AA tournament, Perham uh, comes through the elimination bracket by beating Dilworth, Glendon, Felton 1-0, and then they defeated Rozo 5-3. I think that game went 11 innings. So, uh, Rozo and Perham play in Park Rapids today at noon to determine the 8AA championship. Of course, Perham, uh, 
uh, Section 8 AA runners-up last year to Wadena Deer Creek. So they're trying to punch their ticket back to the state tournament. Good luck to the Yellow Jackets today. Good luck to the New York Mills Eagles today as they try to get back there uh, once more. I think that's going to be it for you. That's going to be it for me. CJ, thanks for checking things in. Enjoy that state track meet today. Good luck to your brother and everyone else in the area who is down there. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon, CJ. Thanks. Yeah, all right, Corey. We'll talk to you again next week. It's the morning sports desk for the 10th of June. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.